Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is episode 54. Please, baby, give me some more. I am your host, Cody Beekman, and with me, as always, is the price is bri- the price is right. <laughs> oh, the price is right. Ding, 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 ding. What's up? Hello. How's it going, everybody? And then we've got Ross, now, then, and before Marmire. <laughs> What's up, guys? And today we've got some incredible guests. We're we're actually dual guests in it today. We've got Dave Rupture. Dave, say what's up, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I hope this is great. Uh, things are great, and I hope you're doing well, too. Oh, wonderful, man. We're stoked to have you on. And we also have a returning guest, uh, Mr. Matt Martinez. What's up, Matt? What's going on, gentlemen? <laughs> I don't know why you change Saucy Ross's name all the time, because I really enjoy it when you call him out a Saucy Ross. Saucy Rossy. Well, you know, you, like, I mean, you got you to gotta change it up every episode, you know? You got you to keep the... Uh, listeners get guessing that, that's that what's consistent true. yeah uh, uh, consistency and spontaneity i don't know all, all that kind of stuff well anyways well, we've got such a great show on uh today i mean we're we got uh matt martinez and dave rapture talking a little uh some some incredible stuff in their lives some incredible stuff in our lives that really all just kind of like came up through like through hockey so uh before we do that let's get a little uh hockey day in history going and as per usual we love to have the guests go first so uh dave take it away uh so my my moment in hockey history is uh you know a little a little uh self-humiliating but uh uh, at the time, the Avalanche were uh, new to town, and uh, you know, right away they're they're contenders, and they make it into the the playoffs. And here we are in the Stanley Cup Finals, and they're uh, they're they're going against Florida. And uh, you know, if memory serves, uh, forgive me, forgive forgive me if I'm a little wrong here, but it's game four, final game, and they're down in Florida, and it's overtime, 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 and uh, you know, the group of guys and us were sitting there. Uh, just drinking beer and uh you know just game kept going and going and everyone's getting hungry uh, and so we all drew straws and who's going to go out and get the pizza and uh lucky me i drive the, i draw the short straw oh and uh, yeah and so no kidding right after i leave i'm sitting there getting the pizza and i come back and the game's over uh so i didn't get oh, this no. i didn't get to see the i didn't get to see the winning goal and uh you know it's like you know, how bummed am I? But you know, they won. What can I say? So uh, right. it was. Uh, I wish I was there for it, but uh, that's one of the, my memories I remember the most. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of like the worst yet best tasting pizza you've ever had in your life, right? You know, like uh, bitter. Yeah, bittersweet for sure. Oh, so. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it always goes like that too. It's just like uh, you like you always end up like being that guy that has to go uh, like miss one of the greatest hockey uh, like uh, uh, Colorado sports move, uh, moments ever. <laughs> well, so I'm sorry to hear that, Dave. But at least at least we uh, at least we won that Stanley Cup, eh? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, at least we won the Stanley Cup, though. I mean, uh, 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 you can at least keep that in your back pocket. No, for sure. And uh, you know what? It, what a great uh, you know event for the team, and uh, especially they're new to town, and uh, it's just created a legacy. And boy, the way the guys are playing this year, hopefully it'll be weekly. So, oh, you telling thanks. me, man? Knock on wood. Bro. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. all right, Maddie. Uh, Dave's making the prediction. We're yep, going he's on. calling it. He's calling it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Maddie, what do you got for Hockey Day in History there, buddy? So Hockey Day in History, my favorite part was actually like last month against uh, Detroit Red Rings and Avalanche with the full-on brawl. But uh, uh, <laughs> as per date, it would actually be back in 1981 when Los Angeles Kings and New York Rangers set a playoff record for most penalty minutes. 59 penalties and 267 minutes by both teams in one game. <laughs> Keep in mind, there's 60 minutes in an hour. We're talking like two or three hours of fighting. <laughs> We're just ridiculous. That, that would have to be awesome. You know what I mean? You know, and then they, the Kings won the game 5-4 to four in Los Angeles of game two of the Stanley Cup preliminary round. 
that see that that see that's that there's such a difference between uh playoff hockey back in the 80s and oh, yeah. playoff hockey now you won't even see a fight hardly in a game like today but yeah and then you've got you've got back in the 80s uh to what 267 penalty minutes correct and and that's in a Stanley Cup game now you won't even see like uh like you you're almost freaked out if uh, someone does have a penalty or something like that yeah yeah it's nuts, nuts. 267 minutes by both teams combined <laughs> Then 59 penalties. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's even more than the Good Friday massacre against, uh, back in the, back a little bit further against the Canadiens and Nordiques. Oh yeah. I mean, that was yard sale. So this had to just be like, this had to be like straight up death. Well, <laughs> and anymore nowadays, it's not like the Broad Street Bullies back in like 75, 76, oh, gosh, where no. they just pummeled everybody just to a Stanley Cup victory, basically. Because you had the most ha- hated man, the Hammer Schultz. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Schultz. Think about it. That that series in penalties was sixty minutes. Yeah, that's insane. That's the game itself. That's great. In- that's that's the thing is, you know, I've always every time I watch hockey, I've always watched the enforcer. You know, and oh yeah, and all of a sudden, like now you have like the one guy, or but you get a couple of guy, couple of teams that have two guys. That make up for when the other guy's in the penalty box, which is actually pretty nice. Oh, right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, wow. Uh, let's uh, let's keep her moving. Um, Rosty, what do you got? Well, um, I'm going to go with an old hockey favorite. Do tell. April 9th in 1980, Hartford's Gordie Howe. Gordy, uh, we we've missed Gordy a few episodes. That's here. true. Yeah. Well, I mean, ever since Daniel hasn't been on the uh, podcast, I mean, uh, uh, nobody's talking about Gordy. Gordy regrets. regrets. No. Yeah. So I figured I'd bring it back. Uh, he scored his 68th and final career NHL playoff goal in an eight to four Whalers loss at Montreal in Game Two of the Stanley Cup preliminary round. Oh, uh, I mean, Gordy, what can you say about him? Uh, Every single time he gets brought up, I mean, 68 career playoff goals, that's not bad for back in the day. No, but also he'd gone, I think it was, oh yeah, it was his first NHL playoff goal in 10 years. Oh my gosh! Still, he still has it. He still, he still has it. Ten years later, right? Right on. All right, there, uh, Bryce. Let's see what see what you got here. All right, April 9th, nineteen ninety-eight. So you like this one, Cody? Okay. And I like to just like start this off with you know the hat trick last night from Donskoy. We thought that was fast, but here we go. Boston rookie Sergei Samsonov scored his first career hat trick and became the first. And only rookie to score 20 goals in the 1997 and 98 season. He has scored a hat trick in this game in the Bruins' 4 1 win against the visiting New York Islanders. Sergey Samsonov, man. He was, uh, he was huge for, for the Bees back in the uh, 90s, man. Oh, yeah. Not a bad, that's not a bad day in history. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to round this one off real quick. Um, April 9th, 1994. The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim set oh. an. NHL record for most victories, 33, and most road victories, 19, by a first-year team as they won 3-1 to one over the Canucks. Oh, wow. At Vancouver. Hmm. And Joe Sacco had a goal and three assists. He, two did, assists. he did play for him at one time. Joe yeah, Sacco. Sacco. Joe Sacco. Well, you know. Uh, well, he, he did, did play he, hockey. Yes, he did. And Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Happy. <laughs> All right. Super happy. I'm surprised you didn't actually go for that. I mean, you, that's the, the ducks are your ish, bro. Yeah, no, I figured we haven't done a howl in a while, so might as well toss him back into the ring. Right on. Oh, perfect. <laughs> All right, man. Um, so let's move on to player spotlight. Our player spotlight, as per usual, one guy picks somebody who's killing it or face palming. And this week, the honors go to the Bryce's right McMillan. <laughs> ding 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 i'll take it all right guys so i hope you all agree with me here where's drew carey when you need him? um we have mika <laughs> zabinajed 
Um, the New York Rangers, the guy has been unbelievable this season. He recently had two hat tricks games in a row, two right? Two natural hat tricks. Yeah. Two natural hat trick games in a row. Um, Against the same team as well. CC, Senor. And have you seen the flow on that guy recently? Oh, dude, oh. Nick has always had a Look at the salad flow. on him. Yeah. Yeah. Like a nice salad going Plus. on. And uh, that's the thing. Um, nobody other than uh, Wayne Gretzky has ever scored two natural hat tricks against the same te- same team. And I love the stat there. I mean, I mean, the guy's an athlete, 6'2", 208 pounds, 27 years old. He obviously has lots of tread in the tire. What I like about him is his hockey IQ. Okay, going through the neutral zone, he knows where to pass. Good breakouts, he back checks, but also look at him when he's in the corner. He always finds that pass in the corner the front of the net always is a, has a way to set his teammates up for a goal. I mean, that's the majority of his his, his, his uh, stats are assists. 11 goals, 16 assists this season in 35 games. So look at that. In total of 27 points total, like that's pretty badass. Like look at what he does coming into the neutral zone. On sides, the passing, corner to the net. The guy just sets people up. And when he has a chance, he's in front of the net just putting him in. All the time. Yeah, good Swedish player. Always knows how to dish the puck, but can also find the back of the net when he needs to. It's a, it's actually really funny because, I mean, at the beginning of the season, like, he was one of the players probably most affected by the COVID. Uh, the COVID vaccine, not vaccine, no, just COVID. Protocol. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he, it took him a really long time. I mean, at the beginning of the season, he was, he was not only, uh, did not play for the first two weeks, but it, it, everything, uh, like all the COVID symptoms and stuff had keep coming up and coming up and coming up and setting him back. And uh, everybody, uh, everybody in New York was saying, what's wrong with Mika? What's wrong with Mika? Well, after that natural hat trick, nobody's asking what's wrong with Mika anymore. Uh, no, I would have to say not. Uh, he's, there's no big question mark. No. But last year, what you know makes this more memorable, memorable <clears throat> for me is his five-goal game. Last year, yeah. five goals. He almost had a double hat trick on that game. Well, well, like I said, the man knows how to find the back of the net. And I mean, if uh, if anything uh, taught you from last year that Mika is for real, and I mean, uh, and a huge part of that uh, Rangers success right now, along along with you know uh, Breadman after he came back after all the uh, all those allegations from uh, Russian coach and all that. But I mean, Mika has really been the one to hold hold that team together yeah. for the last few years. So I mean, I they don't have a captain right now. But uh, I mean, if they as soon as they do decide to have a captain, I'm pretty sure Mika is going to get the nod. Yeah. If you ask me. Oh, I would hope so. He's been basically one of their core guys for the last what four or five years, Cody. Oh yeah, ever so. since he came over from uh, Ottawa. Yep. Yeah, he's a 200 foot hockey player. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely highly skilled. I mean, I, 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 I'd love to see him in an Avs jersey. No doubt about that. <laughs> oh, wouldn't we all? That's a high price tag, though. We got a, we got a few, uh, we got a few paychecks to start writing out here soon. All right, uh, beautiful p- player spotlight. I mean, Mika Zibanejad, keep doing what you're doing, man. Um, so let's move on. Matt Martinez and Dave Repture. Um, I'm not really sure how I'm gonna sw- I'm, I'm gonna slice this bread. So I, I just want I think I'm gonna just uh, get a little background info on both of you guys real quick, just like a quick uh, you know, hey, uh, kind of like hockey background, like personal background, and then we're gonna kind of get into. Uh, how you guys met and you know um how hockey kind of uh kind of like pushed uh pushed that uh uh relationship into fruition how does that sound boys that sounds beauty let's do it sounds great (laughs) all right uh well dave uh yeah give us uh give us a little background info and then uh we'll talk to maddie here well uh my background is uh I started an amateur and uh, uh, still remain a very bad one. I, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't grow up playing hockey. Uh, I was a skier of all things, and then uh, I, I kind of got into it a little later in my life, in my 30s. And uh, as soon as I started skating, uh, a rink opened up nearby us, and I just fell in love. And uh, almost to the point where I was spending more time on my skates than on my skis. 
and uh, it was it was just a great time for me and uh, just started joining through the leagues and uh, I just looked forward to skating with the guys when I could and uh, you know just playing the beer league and uh, so that's what I would do and uh, other than that you know I was always a avid fan watching on TV uh, I had an, uh, a good friend who was a Pittsburgh Penguin fan. Oh, I, I try not to hold. I try not to hold that against him too much. Yeah, not but, too much. Uh, not, uh, not too yeah. much. Not at all. But that really kind of that kind of really got me into watching TV, especially uh, you know, uh, you know, if you, uh, you know, this is before their latest run back, you know, I guess in the early '90s, late '80s when they were on a tear, they were winning the cups back then, and so it just kind of got me watching. Uh, hockey, and then I just started skating. So, uh, other than that, I, you know, I, I really didn't, um, you know, I was just a skater. And, and then when, once I was in my uh, uh, crash and my medical condition, and that's really when I, I noticed uh, a big, or how tight of a community hockey really is. And uh, one of the first things uh, that happened to me, uh, even though I wasn't uh, awake at the time, but uh, Dog Nation, uh, an incredible hockey charity, came in and uh, supported my wife and stayed with me uh, to this day. And uh, you know, so it's it's only given me a greater passion, uh, not only for the game but just the, the hockey community as well. And uh, it really is hard to put into words how how hockey just goes beyond the, you know the act of skating and playing. It's just uh, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle, and it's uh, you know something that that keeps giving back in unexpected ways. Yeah. And, and, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I, I'm rambling on. So. Well, um, well, uh, a lot of a lot of guys that you played with actually formed a D uh, like a beer league team that is your that's basically your team, the D rep team, correct? They did, and I, I you know, it's. Uh, even to this day, they're, they're still wearing the jerseys, and you know it's, it's been a while since uh, you know they crashed. But uh, you know it's it's really nice to, like I said, those relationships last, and they only get stronger. And uh, to see the team out there skating, even though a lot of times I can't skate with them, uh, it means everything. In the world. But so, when you do get a chance to skate with us. Is the most exhilarating thing in the world, Dave. It really is. <laughs> and one of these days, I hope to be. I got skating with Matt, uh, who I was extremely fortunate to meet. Um, we had met, I think, in passing. Uh, we were both working at Copper, and I was a ski patroller. And uh, Matt was working with the safety team, so we'd sort of met met in passing. And uh, he heard about my condition. Uh, about needing a transplant and uh, he got tested and it turned out to be a good match and so uh, I can 100% say that I wouldn't be here today uh, and especially in the, the manner that I'm here today without uh, my brother Matt Martinez. He is uh, beyond family and uh, to do that for some to do that for someone else that you really don't know uh, again there aren't words to really justify or satisfy what that what that act means and uh, our life it would not be complete uh, or possible without and so one of these days uh with my skin willing we'll we'll get out there and uh i'll be grooming the ice with matt uh, on our on our bellies so. <laughs> well i just have a question you know just tell us about the team you guys have um, and, you know, tell us about the most memorable time, Dave, that you have with Matt on the ice. Well, you know, we, you know, Matt, uh, Matt's, I, I don't know how, I, I'm going to try to say this tactfully, but that was <laughs> uh, This will be good. Here we go. Here we go, guests. So, tell, so Matt t- was tell, tell him my nickname, Dave. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to say Matt's a little bit newer to skating. Uh, and uh, uh, he, uh, you know, there for. Uh, I'm trying to come with for. There's uh. So Matt has weak weak ankles. There, there's 
effort makes up for skill. Can I say that? Uh, uh, and uh, you know, not not that skill is not not improving by any means, but uh, the the passion and the effort that Matt puts out there, uh, you know, it's uh, whether he's uh, on his belly or back or skates, uh, is, can't be met. Can't be matched. Uh, he's you know he gives it 110 percent every time, and it's just a joy to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish you were there to see him score the. Uh, I think it wasn't the game-winning goal. It was the game-winning goal for the dog yeah. bowl this yeah. year. That was we were hooting and hauling because we were there. <laughs> so that that was fun to see. Nice, bro. Yeah, I, I've never heard a, a crowd of six people scream so loud in my life. <laughs> All six of them raging, pom poms and everything, popcorn going everywhere. Yep, beer flying, popcorn flying, <laughs> masks flying. Yep, yeah. 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 So, um, all right, uh, Matt, like, kind of like bring this up too, just kind of throw your background in as well, and kind of maybe give your, uh, give your, uh, I mean, uh, eyes, uh, eyesight on like kind of what uh, um, Dave kind of really just said. <clears throat> My God, so, that was so like what Dave was saying is both of us worked at uh, Copper Mountain. Um, he was ski patrol. I was MSP mountain safety. Um, I actually worked hand in hand with his mom and his stepdad on like a weekend basis. And after Dave's accident with the flight flight helicopter, um, we were basically on a week to week briefing of how Dave Repture was doing. Mm-hmm. And then some time flew by, like maybe close to a year almost, I believe. And Marilyn brought up at the MSP Christmas party um, how Dave needed a kidney. And just how everything that he's been through, you know, just kind of kind of struck me. Because when you get the weekly briefings of... Dave on how he's doing, how he struggled, how he's fought. The biggest part, fought for his life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, struck me with, I guess like some kind of chord. I can't really explain it. You know, and and then when his mom actually reminds me of my aunt quite a bit. You know, so uh-huh. at our Christmas party that was you know in January, and she brought it up so. And they said what the website was, so I looked it up on UC Health and applied. You know, and what's the worst thing to say is no. Right. You know? So then um, they said we were a match. I was a 99% match, and then 1% was minus the DNA. Wow. So went ahead and went through that in August of, what was it, 2016, Dave? Uh, 17. 17. We had surgery, and Dave is a recipient of my kidney. You know, and the the biggest thing that struck me with it was I was into hockey. I wasn't playing yet. Um, But just knowing what he's been through, Dave has literally went through hell and back. Oh, most definitely. You know, and just seeing the... The amount of support from everyone, the community, through Colorado, nationwide, you name it. He's, that family has gotten a lot of support. And the one thing I wanted to do, because I couldn't really contribute, like, financially, were, you know, like, here, if I had a million dollars, I would give it to him. Right. You know, and I don't have that. So I was like, what can I do better that would help Dave and the rest of his pyramid. You know, his pyramid of family and friends and everyone else that, that helps take care of him. So went through with the kidney donation. And if you see pictures of Dave, what he looked like before the kidney donation till now. Yeah. That, my, my donation to him, to help him out, is the best medicine that Dave could ever receive. Right. You know, his skin Agreed. has gotten better. His his 
his attitude's gotten better. All of his family and friends didn't have to miss work to help Dave out. So not only did it help Dave, but it helped out his pyramid of, of family and friends as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like that just really is like a reflection of you both as hockey players. I think hockey players are warriors. And you fight through everything. Yeah. And you fight for your teammates. And I think you give a lot up for your teammates too. I think a good example is blocking a shot. Yeah. You know, you put your body out in front for your teammate. And you took that shot, and what came out of it was a better result. Came out with a win, right? It, it did. And to bring up hockey is my fifth time on skates. <laughs> it was it was good. a dog bowl. Um, <laughs> 20, 20, 2018 dog bowl. And I was sitting on the bench, you know, had all my hockey gear on, and it you know, all of a sudden, last minute and 30 seconds of the game, it was like, Martinez, get out there. What? Wait, wait. I thought we wanted to win. <laughs> you know, and <clears throat> went out there and talking about block shots, I actually took two to the shin. Blocking shots, you know, helping out because, you know, I can't skate, but the best thing I can do is lay out. Because that's always fun. <laughs> Put out, yeah, lay out, plug, put on my baseball and football skills, and <laughs> but yeah, well, so you are a pretty wide dude. It's hard not to hit you. <laughs> you get, you get shortstop. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that, like you know, the guy that probably had the puck wasn't wasn't as skilled, but it's it's okay. But you know what? I took two shots, and next thing I know, we got a championship. There you go. So it, it was good. Oh, that's what it takes, and that's what I mean by like, you two. You two both being teammates at the same time, it just you both benefit each other and complement each other very well. Now I gotta, I do gotta ask, man. Um, was like, was your decision actually to go out and uh, play like any way influenced by Dave at all? Definitely. Not only by Dave, but the rest of the D Rep team and uh, Dog Nation had a lot to do with it as well. So after the donation, um, Dog Nation approached me, and actually, uh, the Lance Yeager offered to give me some some uh, free training. Wow! You know, so gratitude to Lance, and actually, gotta get a hold of him so I can get some some speed skating lessons in with him. But um, <laughs> he, because. Uh, <laughs> Like all, like the rest of these guys, all saw that the dog bowl, the winning goal is I skate on marbles. It's the yeah. best way. That, <laughs> actually, Cody put it that way. And yes, I this did. is what Cody said, and I quote: <laughs> "Look at him. He looks like he's skating on fucking marbles." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the first time I ever see you is actually the scene you skate was at this uh, very last dodge, uh, dog bowl, and you come out on the ice, and the first thing you do is that you know that Charlie Chaplin on roller skates kind of thing, like legs flying up and down, up and down, and then you just fall straight on your ass. I'm like, boy. Yeah, he looks like he's fucking skating on marbles. <laughs> wow, look at him! Look at him go, boys! Look at him go! But then we got to hear him all the way across the rink, just running his mouth like no other. Oh too. yeah, absolutely! Well, uh, if, if he even if he's skating on marbles, he still has that uh, mouthful full of crap coming out, eh? Well, yeah. So the best part is, is I can do whatever I can do for the team, right? So we had to take a five-minute major. So I took the penalty box, so other people can could go out there and win the game. You know, and of course, the guy that other the opposite end that was just blah 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 blah. I had to fill him in and make him quiet. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, my question is, you know, how has hockey changed your mentality? Is it created more of a fighter in you, more motivation in you? Is it created more of a drive? Just tell me a little bit about what hockey's done for you personally. Well, I, I, you know, I, I guess for those, you know, are out there skating or, or whatever, I, there's just something to it. And, um, you know, just not only just, 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 just sort of moving around on the ice, but just the teammates, I think for me was really the, the draw for this and, and just the community. And then, uh, I think from that, it, it's hard not to get, uh, strength out of hockey because it's it's addicting right it's addicting yeah everyone's there for each other you know it's like uh 
you know, I, you know, it's not like, you know, at least I, I guess I'm blessed enough in all the locker rooms that I've been in. It's it's always been a really good group. Uh, and yes, there might be some disagreements, but everyone's there for each other. And, uh, you know, every everyone's, I think, and you can't help but push yourself even harder for your teammates and uh, want and, and to try to keep improving. So, you know, beer league or not, I think it's just when you're around that setting, I think you just want to keep getting better and, and working to get better. Yeah, it's the same and kind that, of mentality no matter what league. And I, I have to agree with that too because that's one of the biggest things that helped push me to start skating and getting into hockey more. Other than just being a virtual watcher and fan, you know, it was actually the D-Rep locker room. You know, it was, you know, we all knew we I sucked. I, we all knew I was, you know, and and the thing is, too, is we're in a, a C, like a C, C2 league. So you get a guy that comes out that should be, you know, not on the ice yet. Well, perfect. Bruins scored a goal. But as you were saying, Matt. Yeah, there's a goal right there. But um, so yeah, it was a lot of the lot of the teammates on the D rep team has pushed me, and then even on my current current team with D rep, and then also the Spartans and Superior. You know, if I'm if I'm doing something wrong or lined up in the wrong spot, people are like, "Hey, get over here." So I'm being coached constantly, and I love it. And that's a good thing too about like the whole locker room thing you know it's everyone's out to coach each other when you're sitting on the bench you're like elbowing the next guy hey dude you know what this guy's doing this why don't you come over and get behind him because they're going to pass to that guy right you're talking camaraderie right yeah camaraderie yeah exactly you know it's 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 awesome yeah you you don't see that like you, you see it in football but not as much as you do in hockey not at the same level. I mean, uh, if if you're asking me, you know, on most like football teams, you know, the guys go out to the sidelines and they go off to like they go off to their own tiny little spots and just kind of sit with their head down before they get tapped on. But when you see, you know, guys on a on a hockey bench, they're all chatting with each other, like talking, you know, like pointing out plays, just like you said, or you know, I mean, if it's beer league, you know, just laughing and having a good time or whatever. Yeah. And you know, and if some guy gets chirped, there's about two other dudes that are ready to chirp right back at him because they're uh, you know they're trying to give it to your uh, your your teammate or you know giving it to him out on the ice so uh, it's 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 so cool to see how willing hockey hockey players are are to stand up for their teammates and the people around them and i think that that is a, a that it's clear to see especially with like what you guys have been through and what the hockey community has done for dave and what you've done for dave and what's da- dave's done for you as well I mean, because, uh, I mean, yeah, um, I, you know, you, you donate a kidney to Dave, and I mean, but I, I'm sure Dave has done some stuff, uh, like has just been around or done some stuff or said some stuff that has helped you keep going in some oh, way yeah. or another. Definitely. Can you kind of like, uh, can you maybe elaborate a little bit on that? So a lot of stuff that Dave has done for me is knowing that when all your cards are handed to you, more or less like in a losing situation there's always that one card that's going to pop back up and change the whole situation for you you know so this is that fighter fighter mentality you know and with Dave like he's knowing what he's been through you know and continuing to fight and doing everything else with helping out with the communities and all the other good stuff that's a lot of the stuff where he's like an inspiration for me not only keep up the fight but also to help out with the community and other people that might be down on their luck you know so it's yeah I agree I think it makes you humble and it kind of makes me think of something my old hockey coach said to me when I was young he said when you lose, say little. When you win, say less. It's about being humble, right? It's about being there for your teammates. And really, just I think the hockey factor and all of it is 
roots being a fighter. You know, it's just being a fighter. You know, it's being the enforcer for yourself. Yeah. Hence, Hockey Day in history. Right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) There we go. But, I mean, just for the listeners, because I know that we're just going off on just how they've uh, met and everything. I mean, just so they can kind of get an insight of what happened to Dave, you know, um, just from the Flight for Life incident. um, Like, you know. Yeah, Dave, uh, you you want to take this one, man? Yeah, you want to expound on that a little bit so our listeners kind of know exactly what happened with you. Uh, you know, just, just to keep it brief, I guess I, uh, I was in a helicopter crash in, uh, July 3rd, 2015. And, uh, unfortunately the pilot lost his life and, uh, my partner, the other nurse, uh, was able to escape the helicopter, but also with, uh, some permanent damage and, uh, lifelong injuries. And, uh, Unfortunately for me, I was running right underneath the fuel tank, which burst upon me, and I was uh, engulfed in flames. And uh, uninjured otherwise, but uh, I spent uh, 13 months at the uh, University of Colorado Hospital. And then uh, after that, uh, we were discharged home, which was uh, a block away from the hospital. Wow. Yeah, we were there, we were there daily. Uh, for the next year, and we were doing dialysis uh, at home uh, five nights a week, four hours a time. And so uh, that was our life, and doctor's appointments and dialysis. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's no small exaggeration when I say uh, that Matt's gift to us really started our recovery. Uh, uh, you know, like I was. It brought my health to a point where it, you know, it's still improving to this day. And I can only just encourage anyone out there listening that, uh, you know, that if you can become an organ donator or organ donor, uh, especially a living donor, uh, you, you will truly change someone's life. And uh, you know, it's it's you know, again, you know, this comes up again and again. It's like, how do you thank someone for that? And, and for me, I think, you know, it's, you just try to honor that, honor that gift. And this goes back, I think, to, you know, the hockey connection where you don't want to let your teammates down. You don't want to let anyone down. And, you know, yeah, you lose games or whatever, but you just try to do the best for everyone. So that's the way I look at things now is, and I think I always have is you still want to let people down. I think that's part of why I fight so hard. Uh, is to honor what Matt's done and honor what everyone else has done for us by, by continuing to fight and uh, trying to be the best community member. Uh, I agree. It, I think it comes down to, you know, being human, right? And we consider being human. And you think about that, think of the hockey community, you know, I think everyone around you and around us definitely supports you in everything that's going on and so to have that going on for such a big part of your life you know it just really makes you humble and really makes you look at life being human in a different way right so one of the biggest things like when i talk about the pyramid of family and friends is dave being on dialysis right amanda quit her job couldn't work the whole time right and then when she wasn't available to be there with Dave, family and friends were. So that's the whole point of, when I talk about the pyramid, pyramid of like family and friends helping that person get through what they need to get through. You know, so what I, with my with my decision to donate to Dave was not only for Dave, just because he's been through hell and back, that was the biggest decision, but the rest of it was his his wife his family and friends you know because doing that getting him back to normal not only saved his life but also helped friends and family as well to get where you know get back to normal as well oh yeah and 
for for all that uh, that like has been given to you, uh, I hear you've actually given back by actually getting some kind of uh, like laws changed. Uh, can you, uh, Dave? Can you kind of like uh, or in like bills passed? Uh, can you kind of like elaborate on exactly what uh, what you've been working on there? Well, some of it I. I... I, I gotta defer to Matt because I I've really been riding his coattails a lot. For uh, uh, you know, Matt was uh, uh, involved in uh, getting some legislation passed uh, in Colorado regarding organ donation, and uh, I mean, what a, what a proud moment to see that passed. That's you know that was that was a lot of Matt's doing right there. And um, you know, on a separate front, I've been, uh, we continue to work on helicopter safety legislation and. Uh, it's a bit tough with COVID right now, obviously, uh, to meet people in person, but we're, we're actively working on trying to get some new legislation on that front. Didn't you get some kind of legislation with the federal government on fuel systems, Dave? Yeah, that, uh, you know, we, we, we were partnering with Karen, the, 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 widow, the widow of the pilot, uh, Karen Mahaney, and, uh, and she, in my time in the hospital in recovery, uh, she uh, went out to D.C. on her own and was able to uh, get a uh, change in the law uh, regarding the fuel systems that would injured me. So so that's been changed now that all helicopters, uh, newly manufactured helicopters, all have to come up with a crash-resistant fuel system. So, uh, and right now we're working on expanding that, and uh, hopefully we'll get some new bills introduced uh, in this next session. So yeah, that's incredible. I mean, you guys, uh, you turn around after after you know a horrible accident, yet you're you're still ready and willing just to give back to other people, and you've got, already got other people in your mind. And I think that really goes back again to the team, uh, the camaraderie and teammate kind of vibe that hockey uh, hockey stands for and gives out. That's just incredible. Um, do you uh, what? Uh, do you guys have any more plans on uh, doing anything else? Maybe. Uh, working, uh, working more uh, within more of the hockey community or just the community, uh, anyways. Uh, there are some things in works in the works, uh, and uh, but you know it's. I guess if you know mine and a lot of other people's uh, situation this last year with you know with the with COVID and. Uh, is, you know, being higher risk and stuff like that. It's, unfortunately, we've had to sort of sit this last year out. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, you know, along with everyone else in the world, we're, we're waiting for things to, you know, return to some sort of normalcy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't wait to show back up at that first dog nation event and, uh, in person and see everyone. And uh, we all hope that's soon. Absolutely, and that's another thing, you know, like Dog Bowl is, you know, that's, that is, uh, that's a real, like, visage of the, how, how powerful the hockey community really can be as well. Oh yeah, even this year, just seeing all the players, I mean, they didn't have, they only had a few media people, um, players, and then food trucks, and then the people that were involved with it, but just to see the not i don't want to say mass that's the wrong word but just the camaraderie and just the the big turnout i guess for what it was and the people that stayed and hung out and gave their time to dog nation because they've given them so much so it's yeah it's once again that circle of just yeah camaraderie and yeah. just being a big family like dog nation is well, talking about a circle you know matt mentioned you know the camaraderie earlier and how it all comes in a circle it's a big triangle right yeah. it goes family it goes hockey it goes need but hockey family need and who you consider his family which is your best friends your, your teammates right yep absolute but yeah i mean it's uh hockey is a beautiful game and um i think i think we can all agree on that and i mean it, it got matt into pl- pl- uh, like i mean meeting Meeting Dave actually got him into playing hockey, and someday, and and Dave, being a hockey player, Dog Nation found out about him, kind of uh, all all kind of like a you know just like a cycle, 
and now Dave's playing hockey hopefully soon uh, I mean Matt's playing hockey hopefully soon Dave can be on the ice with him as well so there was actually one time that Dave and I were both on the ice oh do you tell it was the was it the last dog bowl Dave I believe um, on our face off yeah. face off for our first game on the dog bowl D-Rep was actually playing center and I was playing left wing and all of a sudden like getting that face off beyond the ice with them you know both of us looked like we're skating our marbles but hey <laughs> it worked out great <laughs> oh that's great yeah Dave can you kind of like elaborate on that just like uh, just to, uh, tell us kind of how it felt just to be like back on the ice you know not only alongside Matt but just you know being able to get back out on the ice after you know all that's happened you know i you know we obviously had all the support uh during the hospitalization and afterwards and you know like to the point where you know people come over and watch hockey games and in the hospital room and stuff with us and, you know so it just kept that uh that spark alive uh and I, I didn't really know that that first year, like I kept saying, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. And then it was like a week before that dog bowl. I'm like, all right, I got to give it a try. So I went out and bought some skates and uh, we went to, uh, I was at Big, Big Bear Arena out there at Lowry uh, and uh, just tried to skate around for half an hour and everything hurt. Like it was just brutal yeah. getting, you know, like, you know what, it was just, it was so hard, but like, I gotta give it a try. I gotta, you know, again, I, I just gotta do this. And uh, so to skate, to show up and skate at that skate for the first time at the dog bowl was, uh, it really meant the world to me. And uh, I truly appreciate all the people that took it easy on me out there too. So <laughs> thank you if you're listening, but uh, the, uh, but yeah, it was, you know, just to be out there and uh, not only with the D rep team, uh, but to be in that locker room, uh, in that survivor locker room with those people, and, you know, there's, everyone in there has a story. And, uh, it's all, you know, it's just to be surrounded in that atmosphere. It was just, you know, it's just overjoyed. It's, it's something I look forward to every week. Oh, yeah. Well, we need to get back to that, eh? I mean, this COVID yeah. thing, uh, like, let's all, yeah, everybody's got to do their part, obviously to make sure we can get back to something real but i mean i think we all could agree just getting back out on the ice is really Mm -hmm. just a magical kind of thing if you can do it and to i mean just to hear you talk about it is it's it's a huge treat and the fact that you can still get back out there i mean just it's huge and i mean Mm -hmm. to and like i think ross and i we've talked about this several times ever since we've had this podcast that we wanted to have you two on and talk about it and 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 talk about your guys's relationship and i mean this is this is why we do the podcast to hear these incredible stories like what you guys have gone through and, and how a friendship has really truly kind of blossomed out of that and it's a beautiful thing and um i think all, uh, I can speak for all three of us. It's just a treat being able to have you here, Dave, and uh, you, Matt, and uh, helping him out so much like that. It's I don't know. I, it, it really kind of blows my mind when when you know you kind of sit back and really see what you guys have both been through. Our heart is a great hockey story. So it's a huge treat. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even just knowing Matt, the year that I have for right now, just uh, yeah, just hearing the story and how your guys's friendship. Is growing has grown and continues to grow is just amazing too, Dave. Especially through I, hockey. I want to add on to that though is trying to get Saucy Rossi back on the ice with me. A couple of these <laughs> D League oh, things. I because what, we, we've been talking about that, haven't we, Ross? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So trying <laughs> to get him back on the ice, you know, and I, it'll be be amazing to to skate with. A good friend of mine that I've grown to known in the last couple of years too, with knowing Ross of, with working with him, you know, and 
Well, yeah, which is crazy in that, too. I mean, you guys had worked together for about a year, and he had, you had no idea that he was even a part of Dog, like, any of that. Well, no, because, uh, what was it? We were talking about wanting to go up to, what was it, the pond hockey tourney. Yeah. And it was funny, because I got sent to a new job site. Well, lo and behold, Matt was one of the foremen on that job site, and he's like, man, I just did a tournament, and I was playing with Hey Duke and this guy. I'm like, oh, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. This yeah, guy's talking okay. out of his ass. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait, were you at the Dog Nation Pond Hockey Tourney? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And he whips out his phone, shows pictures of all the, what was it? I think it was uh, Kyle Quincy was up there. You had. Uh, so it was Kyle Quincy. Yeah. Um, John Michael Lyles. Yeah. Balan um, Hayduke. Yep. Mitchell. Mitchell. And a few others. Um and the one Kyle Quincy actually for that pond tournament goes Martinez come here I'm like what's up buddy <laughs> he's like put this jersey on I'm like dude I'm not skating with you guys dude I suck like it's not happening <laughs> you know and he's like shut up dude it's all about fun you know and you know what like going out there with an A-league team that was something special you know and being able to skate with the guys that I watched, like in high school, you know, that yeah. kept me involved with hockey, like as being in a fan base and being able to skate with them. There's no words that you can say with any of that. Yeah. And like you're sitting on the bench and John Michael Eagles is like hitting your eyeball or elbow with you like, hey, dude, you know, giving you advice. And you're just like starstruck. Uh, but, 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 but same thing with Mitchell. Yeah. Mitchell actually says, you suck. <laughs> you need to go take a speed class. And I was like, I, 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 I do. You know? <laughs> and then the best part of the whole pond hockey tournament, too, is like I showed Ross pictures of it was at the, uh, um, at the Saturday night like event where we do all the dog nation um, like a recipient. Yeah, the recipient, yeah. the bidding and everything on stuff and being able to sit there and have drinks with some of your idols and still being starstruck at the whole time, you know, it's like this this isn't happening. And yeah. then doing shots with them, it, it yeah. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Once in a lifetime thing. And then John Michael Isles, before COVID struck, all of us were at a hockey game. And we actually went over and hung out with John Mike Giles for a good five minutes and oh yeah with between his, and yeah, all of us yeah, yeah yeah remember I pulled the uh, I pulled the handicap card <laughs> you did just, you did Hey, Mister, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> right, and also like, and the, the the crazy thing is, is like John Michael Isles. I hope you're listening. Is you remembered who every single one of us were? Yeah, you know, and, and that was the the one of the biggest biggest things was just knowing that you got NHL superstars that with their whole lives and everything that they do took time out of time, like. What up, Cody? What up, Martinez? Like, uh, uh, uh. Martinez. That's the thing, too, is that uh, uh, Doug Nation's done that for, you know, me and Dave. Dave, you and I, we we got to, you know, we got to hang out in the suite with Milan at his uh, retirement. Uh, ceremony, and he was talking. Yeah. He was talking to us more than he was talking to anybody else. Everybody was on his butt, and he here he is just sitting there chatting with us, and like uh, more than everybody else. And it's just like you know when when that kind of happens, you just just like uh, Martinez says, you're just like sitting here like I'm. I watched you on TV. I watched you win the Stanley <laughs> Cup and you're just chatting to me like no other person this is just blowing my mind yeah yeah what would you th- what do you think about that Dave like just being able to hang out with uh, Milan and the uh, sweet I mean at the re- retirement ceremony yeah I, I think one thing that drew me to hockey early uh, as a fan was just the, the humility of the players you know like you know sure you celebrate a goal but it wasn't like showboating and uh, you know that post-game interviews were rarely about themselves. It was about the team. And it's always about the team and how the team played. And I really, I, I mean, I, I think that was, I still enjoy that today. It's like, it's, it's not always an individual effort. And 
you know, the players themselves just seem so human and uh, so down to earth and even even the stars and so to, you know, and I think we, you know, we, were, we were fortunate enough to see that in person as a few uh, Dog Nation and other events, but like, you can sit down and talk to them and they can talk to you and it's, it's all about you know, having fun and just being good people. I, I love that about hockey. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was winning the pond hockey tournament this previous yes. year. I had I, I uh, bid for Milan Hader to be on my team and I won. And that guy's sitting there trying to give me advice on how to skate. I'm, uh, but, 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 but I couldn't get one word out of my mouth because, <laughs> like Cody, you know, I've heard him mention it numerous times. Is Milan Hader is his favorite player, and Wonderful. me watching the Avalanche growing up. Not only Fosberg, but Milan Hayduk was one of my favorite players as well, too. Right. So when he's sitting on the bench next to you, you know, Cody actually had a decent conversation with him, I guess, for like 20 minutes at one point in time. And <laughs> with me, I think, I think Milan Hayduk thinks I'm like dumbass because I couldn't get one word out because I was just so starstruck the right. whole time. Like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm, I'm skating, you know, and Milan actually like, Gave me a pass to shoot a goal, and well, let's just say that didn't turn out like how he was planning. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you have two reactions, I feel, when you meet hockey players. It's either the starstruckness, or you like just almost spill your guts on the floor, like I did with Are Paul Cody. Are you in the yeah. Yeah. like I watched you when I was a kid, and then it's just like he's like, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah. Your match is like, uh uh uh. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Exactly. You're, like, you're, you're tongue-tied. You don't. You don't know what to say. You like. You just want to like give the dude a hug. You know. Right. Like thank you for everything. You know. But yeah. I mean, they hand, like uh, most of the guys. They handle it the same way. They're like, they're extremely humble, and they'll sit there and talk to you. I mean, even when I met uh, uh, Paul uh, Paul Stastny, man, I sat there and just talked just straight hockey with him for about twenty minutes. He didn't, like he loved it. And it was and it was me basically just like spelling out like, oh, what do you think about this? Like, you know, the one two two that you guys were playing last week. Like, what was up with that? And then you're just sitting there like, like appeasing me, you know, just chatting regular hockey with. And it, it, most of the, most hockey players, I mean, um, I, I'm not like trying to toot my horn, but I've met a a decent amount of guys now. I mean, in my travels and. I, I haven't met uh, one that really uh, you know is a nake uh, gives off a negative vibe or like kind of you know I, I I'm too good for this why am I, why am I why am I here you know kind of attitude. Eric Lindros. Oh God! <laughs> don't, even, don't even get me started on Lindros. I haven't met him, but if I did, I'd probably uh, I'd probably want to spit in his face. Oh my God! But I, I mean, I'm not going the, to. I'm I showed you the pictures to. that I got with him at the hockey yeah, hall thing. Yeah. He's pissed one, and then Tiffany made uh, him smile for the second one. He acted like he did not want to be there at all. <laughs> well, because all right, so this Tiffany gal, she's you know, she's a bucks a buxom. You know, frau, yeah. if you will. <laughs> you know, she's uh, she's well endowed in the uh, Chester Reach. So you know, she goes up to Eric Lindros and, and like, and uh, you know, uh, what what I what I think Ross was saying at the time, he really wasn't one to take pictures of. But you know, this buxom lass walks up to him and is like, "Hey, can I get a picture?" You know, obviously he's looking straight down at the uh, chesticle reach, and. Uh, <laughs> He's like, absolutely, and then here comes Ross coming in. Oh, Beard it's for my and buddy. long hair. Yeah, this is like you know. I looked like a, the caveman, kinda... the Geico caveman. Yeah, yeah. And I'm getting pictures with like you yeah, know Patrick yeah. Elias and all these other guys. Saucy well, I mean, Rossi. even a caveman can do it. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> Saucy Rossi looks more like Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> so Lindros is stoked, you know. You're like, oh man, I might get late tonight, or who knows, you know. She, you know, she's a buxom lass. And then here comes Ross, like, you're, you're taking, you're taking a picture with me. You and then so you could totally see it in the picture like I can't believe this fucking just happened complete <laughs> disappointment and then, and then you got Glenn Healy he goes he comes up to me and goes hey you want a picture and then he just starts talking about wine and all this I'm like dude I have no idea what the hell you're talking about but well, you're Glenn Healy you're Glenn so I'm Healy, gonna hang so around as I'm long here. as you let me yeah but back to you guys but no it's uh 
I would have to say, what what has been like your best like I guess learning moments and just uh, special moments from like each other after this whole entire journey? Well, let's go with you first, Dave. How about that? Well, I, I mean that you know, especially you know as of late, but we always feel uh, you know, I don't know. We're always excited and grateful to spend any time with Matt. Um, it's just something we always look forward to and that we don't get to do enough. And uh, Matt's just such a fun person to be around and uh, he's family, he's brother. And um, we're, uh, we're trying to maybe get him out west a little bit more. Well, we'll see what happens there. But uh, the, uh, you know, we're just, it's fun to be around and it's been a couple of years since we've been able to skate together, so I'm looking forward to uh, uh, going out and seeing the improvements. And uh, and I think we'll probably be at an equal level now. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> you might be surprised. The last time I seen yeah. him, <laughs> you're gonna probably tell him to work on a speed skating too, there, Dave. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I still suck. <laughs> what about for you, there, Maddie? So, one of the biggest things learned from Dave is patience. Everything comes with time, you know. Because um, one thing I've always thought with myself was, you know, control what you can control and don't let other things control you. And as much as you try to Im- implement that yourself, it's hard, you know. And with Dave, he's like a living, living breed of that, you know, just let, let stuff happen, you know, um, poster boy of patience. Yes. So it's one of those of, you know, you're doing what you can do and let time sort it out. So that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned with Dave with being around him so much and his family is um, just patience. Take your time. Take your time. It's okay. And that that's one of the crazy things when you keep saying about trying to get me out west. That's like a totally different society out there. It's <laughs> out, out here it's go, 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 go. You go out west and it's like, hold on. We open at seven, but we don't start to like nine. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say boys it's been a treat being able to talk to you um before we sign off do you guys wanna you know send some shout outs anywhere uh let's start with Dave Dave you wanna send anybody uh thank yous or love yous or anything like that good causes social media uh you know what we are uh, Amanda and I might be the only two people in the world that aren't on social media but uh the uh (laughs) we uh I wanna give a, a big shout out to uh to Nigel uh, and uh, you know we've had you know had some had some things at Dog Nation hit hit home I guess at the highest higher level and uh, you know we wish him wish him our best and a speedy recovery and uh, he'll do well and uh, we look forward to seeing him out there this year too. Absolutely, our thoughts do go out to uh, Nigel Martinson while while he's uh, uh, Richardson. Nigel Martinson, <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Richardson, while he's going through uh, all his stuff, where uh, he's in our thoughts. Absolute. Uh, Maddie, what do you got, bud? Well, everyone that, especially Nigel, right now, um, just hanging out with him all the time and hoping for a speedy recovery but then shout out to all a dog nation you know always had my back especially when uh was getting ready to have knee surgery you know and became a recipient um thank you all all of dave's family all of my family on the bench with beans <laughs> you know, so all right but but yeah no it's uh, there's so many people you want to say thanks to and I'm, there's not enough time so i hope that covers it oh yeah uh ross i mean i just love the opportunity to talk to both of you and just to hear the story of how you guys have met and just all the trials and tribulations and the 
amazing things that have actually come out of it and thank you for sharing that story with us and yeah i mean you boys and then my friends and family uh and our listeners because we wouldn't be here without you guys so matt what one thing i wanted to add was um if anybody gets a chance and you guys feel obligated to donate after hearing our story um both Dave and I are active with Dog Nation Hockey Foundation, and we're also active with the American Transplant Foundation. So if you guys can, any of the listeners, feel obligated to help give a donation to either one of those two causes, it would be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. And correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, you can actually donate to the DREP team, correct? Or is that only for the dog bowls? That was only on the dog bowls. Okay. But um, you can do that. Correct. Okay. So when dog bowls come around, pond hockey or the dog bowl tournament, or any other fantastic things that Dog Nation has to do, you can donate to our team. And then also as well with the American Transplant Foundation. Sweet. And we'll uh, leave a links in that for in, the, in our episode description for anybody interested in, in donating. Yep. Bryce, what do you got? Uh, for me, you know, Matt just said this, you know, the entire Dog Bowl Nation, um, Marty, uh, Nigel, the whole crew there, uh, big shout out to you guys, hope everything um, is going well, and our hearts, our hearts go out to you guys. My Bear Nation, you heard the beer cracks going on, so obviously them, my friends, family, and you boys, uh, thanks again for you both for hopping on so much. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Matt. And uh, thank you to everybody that's listening. You can uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at onthebenchwithbeaks.com. You can also hear us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, Podbean, uh, Breaker, Verbal, Pocket Cast, and Take a YouTube. Breath. Take a breath. I did pretty good that time. <laughs> I think he nailed it. No, that that was the up. best. He nailed it. So, he nailed it. So yeah, please like and subscribe. Subscribe us in the interwebs, and please donate to those wonderful causes. And uh, thank you for listening. So until next time, V Horsh. Avidasen. Salut. Thank you, gentlemen. Try the damn thing, see what happens.